You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I am your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Denim Marketing. At Denim Marketing, we work to make your marketing a comfortable fit. Give us a call if you need original content for social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, or blogs. Well, today I have the pleasure of being joined by David Clow. He is president of Waterford Homes, and he is the next guest on our Legends of Real Estate segment. So welcome to the show, David. Well, thank you, Carol. And uh, I think I have to object to the, uh, <laughs> the legend of Atlanta real estate. I think I think I'm a survivor of Atlanta real estate. Well, that makes you a legend then. <laughs> so I'm glad you've survived it as long as you have. Well, let's jump yeah. into it. Um, I know okay. that you've been in the Atlanta market for a long time, but you kind of got your start. I know you studied in at Princeton. What what did you study? Was that construction related or? Is that oh, how you not got- particularly. It was uh, economics and politics um, is what I joined. Economics to be somewhat practical. Politics just kind of interesting. So, how on earth did you end up in home building from that? Well, um, during my summer colleges, the headquarters of Ryan Homes was a few miles from my home, and I got a summer job with them working in their uh, lumber yard and panelization plant. Did that for three summers. And after college, I wasn't certain what I wanted to do for a long-term career, but I thought I'd just apply for a permanent job for them as I sorted things out. Um, Turns out, 48 years later, I'm still (laughs) (laughs) That's really That's really cool for a number of reasons. You know, I guess I would not have thought that, because you were in college in the 70s, is that correct? Yeah. I, I don't know that I would have thought that Ryan Holmes was doing anything panelized or, you know, that early. That's kind of impressive. You were one of the leaders, no doubt. Um, they tried, in fact, in Atlanta, I moved here with them in 1980, tried to do complete closed wall panelization, but uh, that really did not pan out too well. Right. Um, but I think today they're still doing regular panelization, as are a number of other builders. Yeah, that's really cool. So you ended up in Atlanta through Ryan Holmes. I started in Washington, D.C. as an uh-huh. assistant superintendent um, right after college. And um, I was as much a labor job as anything else, but uh, got promoted to superintendent after a couple of years or after a year and moved to a, a subdivision. that They were smaller houses, but uh, I didn't know any better. We ended up uh, building and closing 70 homes that year with me. And Holy another. cow. And uh, through one of the toughest winters that DC's had. So I didn't know any better. We just somehow grinded on and did it and kind of got rewarded for that. Um, Got promoted and uh, moved to uh, Richmond, Virginia as a marketing manager for a little while and then uh, moved to Atlanta as a division manager in 1980. I just kept moving you south where it was warmer and warmer. (laughs) Well, I lived in, I lived actually in Tucker for a few years um, in when I was a, uh, youngster and i was so excited to be able to come back to atlanta and uh and they're gonna actually pay me to work here fantastic so um it was a great experience with them learned an awful lot about the home building industry and not just building and selling homes but also the business end which is very important 
Really important. So you were with Ryan through what year? And then what did you do next? Um, I've worked for a couple of the builders um, in Atlanta, including our, our great John Whelan. Learned an awful lot from him. Um, it's kind of interesting. It seemed like uh, John did everything uh, differently or backwards from what Ryan did, but was, if anything, more successful in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Ryan eventually pulled out, although I believe they're they're now back in town after a long hiatus. Interesting. I don't know that I knew that they were here. Well, so what inspired you to go out on your own and start Waterford Homes? I believe that was 1991. That is true. Um, well, the company I was working for was um, leaving Atlanta, and I had an opportunity to relocate, but I just had married here, three young children, and loved Atlanta and decided rather than leave town, I'd rather start my own company. Huge thanks to uh, Bob Chapin, who still was my first banker and still is a banker, and uh, Wade Johnson, a developer, and Don Shanks, my construction manager. Um, we were able to start start with five lots and construction loans in DeKalb County in the hills in 1991. And uh, it was a great time to get started. Actually, it was a little bit of a recession, but the Atlanta market was coming back, and uh, we grew from there, and we're able to, to grow uh grow reasonably, reasonably fast. Yeah. So five homes, what you started with, what were those ranch style homes or split foyers or what was they hot were, then? They, no, they were traditional two-story homes, you know, about 2,200 to 2,600 square feet, uh, brick fronts, um, slabs and basements, uh, good old Aoife stucco back then. Some of them <laughs> yeah. in Hidden Hills. Um, Hidden Hills. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah, it was. Wow. Well, what was home building like in the early 90s? Um, you know, I guess you were in DeKalb. What areas of town were popular? And I guess what were the price points? Well, we, we started in DeKalb and then we quickly moved into Gwinnett um, and a larger community in DeKalb. Atlanta back then had a lot of smaller builders. Um, there were relatively few large, very few public and large regional builders. And so many, there were a lot of local developers um, whom you, you all know, that would create communities that buy the land, develop lots, and sell them to local builder groups. Um, and um, local banks did most of the construction loan financing. So there were there were opportunities to buy lots um, in, in nice communities. Um, obviously, there's other competition, but but it helped uh, helped sell the homes. And that's primarily how we how we grew our company. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we were in builder groups, gosh, in DeKalb, Gwinnett, Forsyth, and Fulton. And that was pretty much where we we grew our business. Yeah, that's exciting. It's kind of a different landscape than it is today. That's for certain. It's very, very different, no doubt. But um, now it's a, you know, post-recession, I think the the, the market has turned into more of a, a larger public and large private builder market. Um, so many of the, the smaller local developers are basically not doing that anymore. There's really not much uh, profit in it for them um, right. to to develop lots, take the risk, and sell them, sell to builders. So it's primarily the larger builders are doing their own development. Yeah. Did you ever do any of your own land development? Um, we've done a small amount, but yeah. it's not our not our expertise. Right. We'll pretend it to be, but we're we'll probably continue to to have to do that as time goes on. Yeah. You know, back then. It's, Crazy. In 1993 to 94, we closed oh, over 100 homes with an average sales price of $170,000. Wow. Wish we had that sales price now. 
Last year, our average was $950,000. Holy cow. And then by comparison, how many did you close? Oh, 35. 35. This year we'll do we'll do more than that, but our average price will be over a million. Oh my gosh. It's just crazy where it's all gone. So yeah. where where do you build predominantly now? Um, we um we're closing out a community in uh, West Cobb near Ackworth. Um, we still do a fair number of custom homes in Brookhaven, Sandy Springs. Um, and we have a couple of projects going on down at Lake Oconee. And then we just started a new townhome development in Milton that's um, started the first building and have some sales. Um, who would ever think uh, sales of townhomes in Milton for over a million dollars? Um, who would have thunk that back in 1991? Nobody would have. They would have said you were crazy. Now, are they walkable to all that cool downtown Milton stuff? Oh, yeah. They're right yeah. in the heart of it. I think that's what makes it so popular. And, Four stories, yeah. elevators. Yeah, that's nice. That's awesome. a that's a really fun little area they've created there for sure. Yeah, they have. Yeah. And people want to be there. Yeah, they do. They want that walkability. They want to park the car and be able to walk to dinner and sit mm -hmm. outside and have a glass of wine or a beer with a neighbor or, you know, whatever it is. They just don't want to be chained to a car. Or sit on the rooftop deck and watch the sun go down. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, they've got rooftop decks too, huh? Yeah. Sign me up. I want one. Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and expertise. Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, Denim Marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim Marketing is the market leader in creating quality original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770-383-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how Denim Marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. Well, I know you've been really active in the Home Builders Association, and that's been a you know huge part of you know what you've done for the last really thirty years. You were the Home Builders Association of Georgia president. You've served as president of the Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association. You've been honored as Builder of the Year. You're the recipient of the very prestigious Luther Sinker Award. Just talk a little bit about your involvement with the HBA and then really the importance of the HBA to your career. I think sometimes, you know, people just getting started in the industry, just, you know, kind of see it as another thing and don't really realize how much you can get out of it. Well, you can get a lot out of it. And a lot of it depends on what you put into it. Correct. But the HBAs, both the, both Atlanta and the state are incredibly important to our industry and to our success. Of course, one thing we, we all get to meet, um, meet other builders and then, Trades, suppliers, bankers, um, all all of those folks that uh, make our business important, um, and you learn a lot. But mm -hmm. just as important to that, the the representatives of the HBA working in the government affairs do a tremendous job. Um, they're really important to our industry to represent us at the local government and the state government level. It's difficult for one builder, particularly a small one, to have much of an impact, but. I would even note today, I believe it was announced that the Greater Atlanta Home Builders is suing Henry County, who've misinterpreted their impact fee code. Um, and I suspect we'll probably win that. And an individual mm -hmm. builder can hardly afford to do that. Right. Both from a cost and uh, if you're doing business in that county, you don't really want to be in a position of uh, antagonizing them. Exactly. Well, it's kind of that strength in numbers thing. I mean, you know, I, 
I guess I always encourage everybody to give to one of the PACs because, you know, Build PAC is how we're funding all this advocacy and, you know, all of us, you know, in the industry, it's it's all tied together. You know, I guess our new saying at the national level is we all build because, you know, whether you're the, you know, the framer or you're doing the silt fencing or you're the marketing team or whatever, we're all part of this bigger ecosystem that all relies on one another. And, you know, to me, it's just as important for me to support Build Pack as it is for the builders to, because without you guys, I don't have anything to market, right? Uh, you know, and you know, sometimes it gets lost. They think that maybe people think we're just protecting our own interests, but the reality is we're protecting the interests of our home buyers. Correct. We're not doing it just to make more money. We're doing it that we realize that affordability, we all know, is a key issue today. And uh, sometimes uh, the, the rules that are enacted um, at cost that isn't, isn't something that uh, is as valuable as the customer like. Right. Yeah, some of the things I have seen that uh, some local counties have done are really quite shocking, you know, requiring brick on four sides. Right. You know, requiring just things that add, you know, significant cost to a home when we're already struggling to put an affordable home on the ground. And, and I'm not saying that all the all the rules are bad. I mean, I remember no. when, we, when we started, um, you could take a piece of paper, fill it out of your office for a building permit, walk down to the county, and, and two hours later, or less than that, with a check, walk out with a building permit. Wow. That doesn't happen today. No. It's gone to the polar opposite extreme of that. Yeah, yeah. It's probably probably gone a little bit too far with some of the, the nitpicking details. But as any builder, you have to learn to, to do it and li- yeah. live with it, and you can. But um, I'm, I'm not suggesting we go back to the, those days of uh, nobody looking over our shoulder. But um, it has changed. It definitely changed. But, but it is important that we try to, at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to make sure that that um, our home buyers can can afford the house and they don't have to put in things that are unimportant to them. Right. Absolutely. Well, talk a little bit. You you um, alluded that you've survived the home building market all these years. Talk a little bit about surviving the Great Recession and how that's different than today's you know post pandemic era. Well, obviously, uh, building during the Great Recession was not so much fun. Um, mm-hmm. I like to say we survived it with lots of uh, sweat, blood, and cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but we did, um, and we worked closely with our banker and uh, did a good job with them, and and they appreciated our efforts, and and uh, we appreciated theirs, and and we moved on. Mm-hmm. The industry has changed considerably since then. As I said, prior to the recession, um, we had a huge number of smaller builders buying developed lots from developers, and. That's pretty much uh, disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post recession, it's turned into mostly you know larger builders developing their own lots. Um, it's very difficult for smaller developers to create communities with a builder program these days. Hope it comes back, but um, right now it's not. Yeah, yeah, very different for sure. Any advice if uh, for young people who are interested in a career in home building? You know where they should start, or you know, do they need a specific degree, or you know, just uh, oh, you, know. I, you know, hey, I'm an example of somebody who didn't have a degree in home building. I don't think too many people get those degrees until they're out of college, right? Uh, although there are some excellent construction management programs um, in in our state and Auburn and so forth. Um, I would say you know find a successful builder to work for. And learn as much as you can. Obviously, work hard, not just about uh, building and selling homes, but the business end as well. Um, I'd say uh, put in your proverbial 10,000 hours. Get good at something. 
Um, you may find a great career in, in a large home builder, or then you look for an opportunity to go out on your own. I will say that's probably a little more challenging than it was when I started. And you, it's be very difficult to start a community competing with the, the large publics, but probably more likely to be more on the, the custom home opportunity. But hey, uh, learn learn by working for for somebody who's good and work hard at it and learn as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, reflecting on your career, what are you most proud of? You know, I, I think proud's the wrong word. I'm I'm just incredibly grateful for all the people that have helped my company along the way. We've been blessed, longtime employees, trades, business associates. We still work with people that we worked with in 1991. Um, and I I think we've always operated with the goal of building great homes at fair prices and serving our homeowners as we'd want to be you know, served. And I am grateful and proud of the reputation we've earned. And uh been a lot of blessings in my life. Being in the home building business in Atlanta has been a huge part. Absolutely. Well, you know, the other thing I have to ask, you know, you're obviously on my Legends series, but you also have somebody within your firm that would be, if I if I ever launch it, in my Legacy series. So talk a little bit about, you know, I, I think you only have one child working for you in the business. Am I right? I do. True. I do. So yeah, talk a little bit about that and, you know, kind of looking to the future and 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 how how has that, I mean, I, I'm sure it makes you incredibly proud to have him working side by side with you and, you know, that that's something that he enjoys as well. Well, I guarantee you that we would never hire anybody with um, his, uh, his smarts and his work ethic to hire, work for us if he wasn't uh, part of the family. <laughs> I mean, be somewhere else. But I uh, know Drew is doing a fantastic job. He and... Uh, couple other guys here are essentially running the day-to-day operations of Waterford these days, have been for a couple years. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, turning over the reins completely here before too long, but won't be complete. <laughs> I'm not intending to follow the, the John Whelan role model of retirement anytime soon. So, so. Well, I don't, I don't know that I believe he's retired. <laughs> I know he has. <laughs> he's got a few years on me. I'm not sure I'm, I'm good for that many more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, so. you know. Absolutely. But you know, it's, it's a real blessing to, to have my son working with me and uh, you know, the ch- two children are in the medical field. So they have, they are completely separate careers. So um, it's, it's been, a, it's been a real blessing to, to have Drew. Yeah. We've got a great team here. that's going to carry on the company. Absolutely. Well, it's it's fortunate, you know. Um, I knew you had more than one child, but I wasn't sure if the other two were or weren't working for you. So it's it's always interesting as children grow up whether they're interested in their parents' companies or whether they're going to run as far away from it as they can. So. <laughs> well, my daughter is currently a captain in the U.S. Army and is a doctor in Fairbanks, Alaska. So they can't get much further away. Can't get much farther away. <laughs> Hopefully, she comes back someday. Yeah. Wow. Fun place to visit, though. Oh, yeah, it should be. We're we're going to do that here in another month. Oh, I'm jealous. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. That'll be fun. Well, I think most people in Alaska go on cruises and see the, the pretty glaciers and all. And Fairbanks is a big town of 30,000 people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it gets cold. It'll still be fun. It'll be nice to see her. Yeah, so. it will be. The whole family will be there. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, congratulations for that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, where is Waterford building today? And um, I think you kind of alluded that you are doing some custom, you know, in town, Sandy Springs, Brookhaven, and then right. you've got the Milton community. Like, like and the, the project of Milton and 
we're always out looking for other opportunities. Yeah. Um, we will find some. Absolutely. At Lake Oconee, are those custom homes there as well? Um, it's a combination of, um, we'd, even though theoretically they're not custom, every every house is custom, especially for the empty nester homeowner who have a lot of ideas of what they like. So um, we're that's a little bit different market than we built it in the past. Um, mm-hmm. We also have a couple of homes going in rentals and there's a whole different price point there. So, oh, um, yeah, it's a nice mix. Yeah, those are all really fun areas of town to be in as well. Really nice upscale areas. Well, um, how can our listeners get more information on you and Waterford Homes? Well, we encourage them, of course, to go to waterfordhomes.com or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, And uh, we'd love to have you come take a look at our homes. Absolutely. Well, anything I haven't asked you that I should have asked you that you'd like to chime in and share? Uh, I don't think so. Covered a lot. Okay, I'm going to say with that, this is a wrap of this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I want to thank Dave Clough for joining me today in studio and sharing his experience and his survival of the Atlanta home building market all of these years. Um, if you all haven't seen a Waterford home, you should go check them out. They build a beautiful home. Um, it is not an accident that he survived all these years. He has a really nice product and a really great company. So kudos to you for that. Thank you very um, much. Absolutely. On behalf of our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. If you don't want to miss an episode, then go to Spotify, Stitcher, or iTunes and make sure you sign up for the weekly downloads. Um, If you're interested in being a guest on the show, reach out to me uh, via email, carol at denimmarketing.com, and let me know what you'd like to talk to me about. Um, With that, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you right here again next week. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog, and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show.